everybody. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, ladies, whatever you uh, it is, and he, them, and they, them. Oh, hello, everyone. Lady boys, Welcome man, ladies, we don't care. Of the sports cave. This is your handsome host, mm. Robbie Clark, talking with the not so like this. Host, Zach Roden. You started off like this every fucking time now, and I don't know where you're getting this nerve. Well, I just like to speak the truth. That's what I'm all about. Well, if you are the handsome one, then I don't know what the fuck's going on in this world. But how are we doing sorry, tonight, folks? How are we doing tonight? Got my TV volume. My apologies. Yeah, I just had to crank mine down as well. I was watching a lot of our little notes down, here. Playing a lot of Call of Duty there. Um, my sincerest uh, apologies. Uh, Zachary, it was your birthday this past weekend. Mm, 27. And uh, how was it? Would you uh, give us a brief, you know, imaginary, you know, let us imagine what you were going through on your birthday weekend? Well, Friday, uh, I, I had some people over Saturday during the day. Uh, Friday night, I threw in a pork shoulder in the smoker around 1045 p.m. Uh, that bitch came out around. Uh, Bob, thank you very much, Bob. Uh, that pup took that puppy out around 2 p.m. in the afternoon on Saturday. So we're looking at around a 15 hour cook just over 15 an hours, 15 minutes. Glad you still <laughs> not do- Came out fucking incredible. Uh, I got absolutely destroyed. Um, just drank everything in my path. Makes Saturday. sense. I didn't hear from you at all on Sunday and Sunday night. I was thinking to myself, this man's probably dying. It's best that I, uh, Try to gather as much notes as I can. Let this man recover. You know, I very much appreciate that because I had a, <laughs> I had quite the recovery day yesterday. Quite the recovery what day. Indeed. What's a, what what is a recovery day for Zachary feature? I sat down. I watched a couple movies. Well, actually, I didn't watch any movies to be honest with you. I threw on, I threw on a movie earlier on during the day. It took Riley me Reed. No, no. Well, I, I there was definitely a few of those that were thrown into the equation yesterday. <laughs> but I threw on a fucking movie, and it's like it's the problem with me when I'm when. Excuse me. When I go on Netflix now, dude, it takes me an hour and a half to You're choose a fucking movie. movie. Oh, your birthday brings us followers. Here, Hildred, how are you, my friend? Welcome. You gotta get that fucking gay picture of Kevin Durant down on this shit. I don't want that shit up here anymore. All right? Should I um? Should I give thank you, Jerry? Love you, baby. Should I give him the news since you brought that up? Sure, folks. Uh, it's very limited what we can do right now with based off this dinosaur of a laptop that I have. Oh yeah, we have new equipment coming in, a brand new uh laptop, pointed out by the great Marcuzio, uh, and hopefully it leads to a lot of more uh, smooth transitions, a lot more flexibility and uh, 4K porn. 4K porn is definitely a must. I mean, what? Uh, anyways, uh. It's just going to be more compatible than what I got to work with right now. It's very hard to uh, work with what I got right now, and the storage is complete dog shit. So, uh, yeah, next episode will probably feature uh, more, more, I don't know. I don't know what to look for here than flexibility. So, yeah. There you go. Big, exciting news happening out of Robbie's end here. Um, I feel like I was hey, saying something remember, earlier, but I, I forgot where I was going with it. Correct. You were talking oh, about Oh, yeah. So I fucking, I threw this, took me an hour and a half to fucking find a movie. I put it on. Uh, and then I fall asleep within the first two and a half minutes of this movie. So I ended up rewatching it at nighttime yesterday, and I thought it was actually pretty good. It was uh, a simple favor. Have you ever seen that one? 
Zach. You're the king. You are one of the many kings I know that can like sit around and watch movies all day. I really don't have the patience for movies. No, I, I fucking love movies. Watch sporting events. I don't have patience to watch you just, movies. You smoke now I got, I got a pretty darn good part in Flight with Denzel, and That's I haven't turned it back. I haven't turned it back on since it was. Uh, well, first of all, the fact that you were able to turn that movie off at some point just shows that you were not a movie guy. Yeah, I was uh, very tired. Very tired. Uh, I'm at the scene where he meets up with like the hooker lady and some other person in the stairwell at the hospital. And they're well, all you know, sick. Stairwell. You know what you're gonna do after this? You're gonna throw that on. You're gonna go to sleep. You got a TV in your room? Yeah, you do. That's how you're watching it right now, aren't you? How do I play Xbox? Are you freaking idiot? Say what? How do I play Xbox with you, you stupid idiot? You don't, motherfucker. Actually, you don't. You're the one who elected to play chill instead of playing Call of Duty with Steve and I. You hate Steve. Oh, for fuck's sake. Why don't we get into some sport talk, all right? First of all, I love Steve. I, I don't know. I Give mean, me that uh, bald head of his is just <gasps> one of those right on the top. Give me the... <laughs> right, up, right on the crown. Wow. Right Come on the crown. Right at Steve's dumb. That's very disrespectful. <clears throat> but... Getting into a little bit of sports talk here, Robbie. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. I smoked a lot of cigarettes this weekend, too. I've been vaping uh, like a disgusting. goddamn motherfucker. That's disgusting. Man, cigarettes are the fucking best. Kids, if you're listening to this right now, smoke cigarettes. You really like cigarettes. Dude, when you're drinking, man, they are they are a little top tier. I mean, obviously, they smell like shit. Are you serious right now? You said you're going to have a glass of water. For the podcast, not a fucking Gatorade jug. If I drink this, I will drink a gallon for the day. Jesus Christ. The biggest fucking water bottle There's I've no ever seen in my, my life. warehouse. When I'm working, I'm sweating like a dog. Yeah, it's probably pretty high. There. I'm, I'm going to get, I'm the lucky guy tomorrow on my side. I'm working in air conditioning all day tomorrow. And Fuck they got you. freezies. So, I mean, fucking, I really can't ask for much more. We have, my free, position. we have free Powerade, and then we have free, like, ice pops, too. Now, instead of indulging in uh, water, Powerade, and ice, we're losing people by the second here because we ain't talking any sports. Well, let's indulge in some MLB baseball, and let's start it off hot and horny with the MLB All-Star game that happened this weekend. But before we start talking about that, as a Toronto Blue Jays fan, I have to say congratulations to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Yeah, fuck. For winning the home run derby this year. Atta boy, yeah, Vlad. Is that the first father? I think it's the first father-son duo it's ever won it too, isn't it? Correct. Unbelievable. I, I saw a stat that uh, the year when Guerrero Sr., um, I think it was like 2007 when he won his home run derby, he had, uh, he had 17 home runs in the home run derby. Bob? Stop talking about yourself, Bob. There's no need for there's no need for self recognition like that in this comment section. They were playing in San Francisco, and like you said, seventeen, and yeah. Barry Bonds make it look like a miniature park. So Barry I mean, Bonds seven hundred fifty six home run was in the deepest part of the ballpark, essentially. How how long was that? How far away did you say that was? Uh, right center field back then. Oh, I thought you said seven hundred. I thought you said seven hundred sixty feet. I'm like that can't be right. Is 756th home run, I said. Yeah, well, I, 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 Vlad is a fat fuck, son. You know what, Bob? Just because your shitty Yankees are in last fucking place in the AL East, those pathetic losers, Bob, 
Doesn't mean you got to take it out on Vlad. Sorry, Robbie. I had to get that off my chest. For those listening on Spotify, uh, Mr. Bob Clark, he is uh, he's going to Vlad's neck in the comment section right now. Even if he was, Alec Manoa is sitting in third place right now in the AL East, Bob. Where's uh, Garrett Cole? Is he fifth place in the AL East right now, Bob? Is he fifth place, Bob? Robbie's officially adapted to or adapting to becoming a Miami Marlins fan, and I don't blame him one bit. I don't blame him one bit. <clears throat> oh. uh, but okay, getting off topic here, uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. does, in fact, win this year's home run derby. Uh, with I think he got like 71 home runs or something in between the three rounds. Uh, I can't even remember who he beat in the finals. Who the fuck was I it? I, I stayed up for Rosarini and Adolius Garcia, and I saw the way they were hitting the ball. I'm like, oh, this is going to suck. No, they had um the Rodriguez there from Seattle, the hometown boy. had 41, I think. He had like a one fucking one. round, man. Uh, Vladdy ended up beating him in the semis. And then who did he beat in the finals? Why am I having a fucking blank on this? Wasn't Pete Alonzo? No, it wasn't Pete Alonzo. Was it Adley Rutschman? Uh, no, it wasn't Adley Rutschman. Was it Mookie? Oh, I don't believe it was Mookie. Oh, was it was the Rosarena. It was a Rosarena, yeah. So congratulations, Vlad. Uh, Should have won it back when you did your first one, I think, in 2019, I believe it was. But hey, I you think had to wait are, a few years for it. I think you and I are both on the same... Uh, same, you know, agreement here that Pete Alonso didn't win because that dude takes that shit like so serious. And not for nothing, too, J Rod took it serious. Right but, on, like, but like J Rod doesn't have multiple personality syndrome. Who's got multiple personality syndrome? Pete Alonso. One day yeah, he's humble. That guy. That guy is... The other day he's a preacher. The other day he's a teacher. And the other day he's a screecher. Wow. Wow, I didn't go that far. But. I fucking went. There. I hate that guy. He's such a loser. Wow, you would love him under the Toronto Blue Jays, though. <clears throat> but he can smack a ball. But I don't know smack. that type of personality. I feel like uh... <laughs> we have a comment from uh, from Jerry Hilly, nineteen ninety six. Uh, that's my good buddy. Uh, we call him Hank. Hank around this uh, neck of the Hello, I call him. I call him Hank. Actually, I'm actually technically the only person that is allowed to call him Hank. Hank. So you, you call him the Jared. Tank. What's Hank your opinion on celebrity first pitches? Well, Jared, to answer your question, there, sir. Um, some of these celebrities are full on fucking idiots when they're throwing a, a baseball. It's like they they've never thrown a baseball in their entire life. But you know what I think? Cents. You know what I think that they do? I think they fuck those throws up on purpose because it's an instant viral clip. Like you just said, the 57, no viral clip ever goes of a, of a guy throwing a fucking steamer as the first pitch. You know what I mean? Mm, it's always correct. the guy throwing fucking 25 feet left or the guy that's smoked. Unless you're like an NFL quarterback. It's like, oh, look, Patrick Mahomes yeah. the ball 93 miles an hour. So I, I feel like when they do that shit, it's like a, it's an instant fucking ploy just to get a few more views, get their name out there. And that's my spiel on that. But would you uh, did you watch any of the All Star game? I did not. Uh, I watched. I think the game until the sixth inning, and then I fucking I passed out. Two innings of it. I watched the AL bat the first two innings, but I mainly want to watch Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole went one, two, three. Acuna and Freddie had warning track power, and then he got Mookie to ground out, and then I saw Nathan Evald against J D Martinez, and Red Sox fans were probably kicking themselves. Yeah, he's Nathan Evald of a year, man. Mookie bets. <laughs> 
They could have had Martinez. They could have been amazing for for years, years. But instead, they're 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 tied with the New York Yankees, the bottom of the division. They should have gave Mookie his money, like you know. But they elected not to, and they're in, they're doing pretty well for themselves, I'd say. I I think a lot of them had them last place, but around five hundred record, they're about seven eight games above. I think I'm getting rid of my. Uh, I think I'm going to adapt the the hand microphone now for the rest of my podcasting. Hey, whatever works for you, baby girl. That um, fucking bar was pissing me off. Things I want to ask you. Do you like it better with the home run derby with ten outs or with the timer? You know, I, I think the, the ten outs probably makes it a lot more interesting. I feel like with the time, the time is cool too because you see, get to see a shit ton of home runs. But these guys are fucking gassed, like they're destroyed. Yeah, the ten outs I think would be a, uh, would be a good idea. Do you guys cover any real sports or just baseball? Well, uh, let me tell you, Milky Mike. Um, we will be covering some football right after this, sir. So you just you just sit on tight. You just sit on tight. Hey, man, I don't want to be here either. All right, but there's a lot of baseball to talk about. <laughs> what kind of sports do you want us to cover there, Milk? Yeah, like what are you fucking talking about? Like some cricket, some synchronized swimming, some uh, water polo. It's that time of season. Uh Bob, you know what? That's a very good question, Bob. Curling. That's a you know what? Hey, no, I like where Mike's out here on this one. I like where Mike's out here on this one. Stay in track here, Zachary. In track. Sport. What moves do the Jays make of the trade deadline? No, 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 no. We'll get we'll get into that later. Stay okay. in track with the uh Homer Derby thing in the All-Star game. I just say I, I think I think the ten outs would be a cool thing to do, but I feel like they what have they done this timer thing now for what the last yeah, and it's just also too many outs because like some of these home run derbies went until like twelve thirty, one o'clock in the morning. Just gets too long and overdone. Yeah, I guess the timer that you, you do get your set time. I, I think yeah. maybe what they should do is make it a little bit harder to get this bonus time. Yeah, like maybe you have to hit five home runs past four sixty to get the extra thirty seconds because it seems like everybody just gets that extra thirty seconds. Yeah, which yeah. actually was. Yeah, so if they if they did elect to go back to ten outs, we're talking like these. Or if you really want to save time, if you want to make it fair for everybody, get rid of the the people pitching. You use an automatic. Uh, uh, yeah, like a like a machine. Yes, thank you. Those are my yeah, ideas. Like In the all fucking All-Star machine. Game, the All Star Game is the All Star Game. Uh, took the NL eleven years as they defeat the American Finally League. Finally did it. So the National uh, League will uh, be hosting the. Will be hosting the World Series this year. Nope, it doesn't do that anymore. Are you sure? I, I I didn't think so either, but I Googled it. And I think it still does. No, I, it ended. Okay, I was expl- I was having an argument with my buddies about that. Winner of MLB All-Star Game. Let me see here. Gets. Yeah, well, no longer. To, no, that's 2016. Yeah, it stopped 2016, I believe. They never brought it back. Yeah, no. You're correct. So I was right too, my buddies. I thank God I'm gonna have to fact check myself a little bit more. I'm gonna have to fact check myself. Yeah, I didn't watch too much of the game. Uh, congratulations to the National League. I guess uh, fuck you guys because it doesn't really mean anything for the World Series anymore. So yeah, was a shitty time to win. Well, it does go to that catcher towards Colorado, who I think is in his early 30s and uh, gets his MVP award. So he gets a little bit of the uh, the fame and fortune there. Good for him for such yeah. a dog shit team. Also, I also want to advocate the same. Uh, I saw this pop up on Twitter. I want to advocate that we shouldn't have every team have one representative for the All Star game. Yeah. I want to advocate right now because 
I honestly, I don't want to see anybody from the A's. If I want to see anybody from the Royals, it's only Bobby Witt. I don't want to see anybody from the Tigers. I don't want to see anybody from the Nationals. I don't want to see anybody for these terrible, shitty ass teams. When there's so many other players yeah, out there, that's the they do the same thing in hockey too. It's it, it's fucking bullshit, is what it is. It's not an all star game anymore. It's like a like a more like a publicity contest. Like yeah. obviously, you still get some of the best players out there, but there's guys that are so much more deserving. Like, but I they should last- is have those guys from those teams be represented by bringing out Gatorade, bringing out water. Oh my god, you can't do that. That is just a fucking. That's like a slap in the face of them. They deserve it. They're in the dog shit team. I think that's fair. Well, it's not their fault when the dogs are team. They're the best player on the uh, team. If you say anything, you should do with the manager or the owner, or the guy that's running the shit over there. The owners. Oh, the Oakland A's owner would be humiliated. <laughs> he would be humiliated. It'd be great. That'd be fucking tight, dude. That'd be fucking tight. Yeah. I'm just All pulling right, up so- your notes here. Okay, so I guess we're uh, we're off the all-star game here a little bit. Um. Big news that came out of baseball this week, Robbie, um, which I see is number three on this list of yours here. Angels taking calls on Otani. Yeah, here we go. I so I've I've seen one of my uh, one of my buddies uh, does that uh, that Blue Jays podcast I was telling you about the Gate Fourteen Pod. Shout out Gate Fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen a lot of shit on him retweeting stuff on Twitter about the Jays maybe going after Otani for like a rental. But I, you know what, it. it that is one guy. I really, obviously, it would be great to have him, but there, there, there's no point for us to go after someone like that. You know what? The, the the trade package hall, I would assume, would be fucking astronomical. You would probably have to start with one of your star players. Probably not Vladdy. Probably not Bo Bichette. So I'm assuming maybe it's a Matt Chapman or uh, or uh, I don't know if your catchers are still stars because you had the the double duo last year with Jansen. Yeah, Kirk. Kirk's looking shit. Dan- Jansen's been unbelievable this last couple months, though. So I mean, he might be something that's so a little, maybe, little interesting. Them, and then if you have any prospects, like they want a big prospect haul, they want to start over, basically. Yeah, I mean, it, it, do you do you see him getting moved? Do you think he's going to get traded, or do you think that the the no, the Packers that the Angels are going to want is just going to be too astronomical? It's going to be too big. It, it's going to be massive that's what she said uh Not to try to, to get you. this we're talking about the modern day babe ruth it's going to be nearly impossible i think there's only select few teams that could possibly bring in shohei otani only a select few and i feel like if 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 there was to be a trade in place like you, you would have to assume that like would they be able to like get into contact with otani beforehand and be and like try to work out some sort of contract deals. Cause I, I'm assuming like if you're gonna if you're gonna trade your fucking whole future for it, like you're you're gonna want to have a chance to resign the guy or you're gonna want to have some sort of uh, an idea if he's gonna resign with you, I guess would be the better way to put it. Yeah, I don't I don't know. That's a great question because my my answer I would say to you is no that they wouldn't be able to because we're so far into the season. It's not like you know it's like, like last year when collusion or whatever it's called bonkers you know you figure the Yankees would decide maybe like August or September like hey we're gonna we're just gonna extend you now at this point they probably gotta wait but um it's something they could definitely discuss about but it's not like something that can be in upon like, agreement yeah public because I I mean I, that that's the only way that I could see him getting traded is, is if there's like been some sort of conversation or maybe not even a verbal agreement but just some sort of talk about okay if I were to sign with you which there's interest here here's my numbers you know what I mean? Like yeah. this is what I want, 
and obviously the number is going to be the biggest contract in probably sports history, definitely baseball history, maybe Joey not sports Otani. history, but Joey Otani is going to get over $50 million easily. That's just a start. 50 million easily. Yeah. And he'll, he'll sign for over more, more than 500 million for sure. 550. Yeah. He's going to be well over 50 million per year easily. And That's then he's got it with Anmar Takamarakami, the other guy from uh, the Japan national team who Japan's got some studs that America doesn't get to know about until the World Baseball Classic every year. Well, not every year. It's not every year. Um, so, Shoei Otani, is he going to be on the move? I really think they're the only couple teams that have a chance to get him considering what they have for prospects. Baltimore is probably number one on the list because they have so many players yeah. that they can dish out. And even they, if they weren't dish out like Cedric Mullins and Jorge Mateo and amongst other players in the prospects, as long as they stick away from Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson amongst the other crazy amount of young guys they have in their team, I think they can bring in Shohei Otani, which would be great for them because it helps their pitching rotation and it's another bat. Yeah. I think that's the team. The other team is the Tampa Bay Rays. Again, massive prospect tall. Uh, I think the Yankees could fit into the occasion because of Peraza and Dominguez and Austin Wells. Um, Toronto, I don't know how crazy you guys are with your prospect system. It's kind of a... I don't believe there's too too much depth going on in our prospect. Uh, it's cool. weird because I'm sticking with the AL East, but I really think the AL East has the best chance. I don't think the Mets have a chance unless they're going to include Pete Alonso, and they've already said that Pete Alonso will not be available amongst trade discussions, which if I'm trying to get Shoei Otani, see you later. Um, Trevor Bauer to the Blue Jays. He's stuck in Japan, but he I is can, stuck. Yeah, that, that's uh that's uh that's Trevor Bauer now. Yeah, he's stuck now. He go table five. Uh, Trevor Bauer. No Blue Jays for Trevor Bauer. Well, my VP Trevor Bauer. Oh, we're getting okay. canceled. We're getting canceled. Wait, Japan. We love you, Japan. So, yeah, sorry, touche. we Thank we rub so we rub you, Japan. We rub you. Yeah, dude. Uh, and Bob, to answer your question too, pal, I'm not sure if he has no trade clause. I'm going to assume. I'm going to assume no because he can't assume in no if they're early. taking the calls on him. Well, he's talking like if the Angels agree to send him to the Tigers, that he could say no. I don't know yeah. if they have. And I, I think, I think he's going to be stuck in LA. And I think the Angels want to ride out because they want to see how long it's going to take for Mike Trout to get back, and maybe they could still make a run. The Astros are struggling and. The wild card is pretty open, so we'll see. But I think he's going to be stuck. It's going to be interesting. I I do. Uh, yeah, he is stuck with the sushi. I, I do agree with what you're saying. I think if he were to get traded, the AL East does make the most sense. Also, just because of how fucking close it is. Like, I feel like you get someone like a Shohei Otani that could that could blow this whole division right up. Like that that could make you the instant. Because right now, I mean, they got to see the Rays of Baltimore right there. But this is kind of any team's division right now. If it's, Shohei Otani goes to the New York Yankees with Aaron Judge coming back very soon. They might be back in the playoff mix instantly. Is Judge coming back very soon? Uh, he's taking BP right now. He was taking BP today against Nestor Cortez. They're both looking to make a return. I think Judge is going to come back hurt because he knows like it's desperate time right now for the Yankees. Uh, but Shohei makes them an instant playoff contender like that with the less than fifty games left the season, sixty, seventy, whatever. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. When is the uh, trade deadline? August second. I'll hit up Cody. And we'll see if we can get uh, the beat writer for the Pirates, who, uh, by the way, saw a tweet today, Zach. They were 28 to start the season. I think they're 21 and 44 cents. Mm. Yeah, they have uh, really fallen off the wagon. But I, I, I feel like that was kind of kind of something we expected. I mean, they got off to a pretty steamroll of a start there. Yeah. Yeah. 
They got out to Purdue. Uh, I'm trying to see what else you got on this motherfucker over here. Let me just take a little peek. Milky, thank you for sticking around, buddy. I, I promise you we will get to some other sports for yeah, you. Yeah, we do have a little bit of baseball to get through here, folks, though. But we will. Uh, you know what? Baseball. We'll hit the gas here. We'll hit the gas. Um, St. Louis Cardinals have officially come out and say that they will, in fact, be sellers at this year's trade deadline. Um, does that mean anyone's available on that team? Everybody. Wow. Everybody they, except Jordan Walker, I think. Everybody but Jordan Walker. Who's the I'm uh, blanking on his name right now. Is it Arenado they have? Arenado, Paul yeah. Goldschmidt, who was MVP last year. I mean, they, they def- thought by losing Yadier Molina that if they signed Wilson Contreras, it was going to fix all the problems, and it hasn't. Yadi was more than a baseball player. Honestly, I'm a firm believer that Yadier Molina was probably like the manager of the team. He made such a significant impact post um what the fuck's his name? Tony LaRussa. Everyone looked at Yachty for the answer. He was a leader. He knew the game better than everybody. And when you have one of the best IQ catchers in the game that like knows what you're thinking at the plate, then it's damn near hard to hit any pitcher that's right there in front of you. And they lose that. They bring in Wilson Contreras, who was never really known for his you know, defensive ability, like Yachty or Molina, known for his bat. But can't say I'm blaming Wilson Contreras because the starting pitching on the Cardinals is terrible. It's absolutely atrocious. And yeah, it's been abysmal. Arnado and Goldschmidt are the only players really performing for the St. Louis Cardinals. So if you ask me, the years of Albert Pujols, the years of Mark McGuire, the years of Yadier Molina, and Adam Wainwright, who should have left with those other two, it's over. It's time to start new. It's time to free Arnado, free Goldschmidt, because I know I can get a hell of a haul for those two guys. And let's just start this puppy over and hope we can build another dynasty. No, we will have to just wait and see till uh, August 2nd to see who, in fact, will be sold on that team. But um, if they, in fact, everyone is available, there's definitely a lot of. Well, I'm going to say a lot, but there's definitely a handful of guys that would be uh, very useful to teams making a playoff push. I'll tell you right now, Arnold and Paul Goldschmidt definitely won't be going to the Blue Jays because third base is occupied by Matt Chapman and first yeah. base is occupied. By Matt. And I, we, I, I honestly don't think we I mean, obviously they would help, but I don't think the Jays need uh, a, a Paul Goldschmidt or, uh, or an Arenado. No. If only Matt Chapman's bat was as good as Arenado's because his glove's equally the same. If I if the Jays, I think what they really could use some right now is just some pitching help. Bullpen. Especially the bullpen. Yeah, exactly. The, the bullpen, bullpen has been you got just, Asset, you got Gosman, uh Barrios. Barrios. You know what the were the, 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 even Kikuchi this year has been uh has been very, very good in that fifth spot for us. If Fatnea, I mean Manea could figure it out, then you know that would help too. You guys keep making fun of Manoa. You know, he, when he makes us triumphant. When he makes this triumphant return to glory, I can't wait for you and Bob to eat your goddamn words. Yeah, he's going to use way to glory when he gets everything off the dollar menu at McDonald's. You know what, Robbie? Why don't you shut up, you fucking piece of shit? Fucking cocksucker. All right, what do we got here, folks? Uh, let me dive in. I don't know why. I had this thing set on my phone where it's supposed to stay up uh, or stay open, but it just keeps down, or, uh, closing on me here. Um, I guess, you know what, uh, there, I'm going to skip one thing on the list here, but I'm going to get right back to it. Cause we are talking about, uh, we kind of made some reference to the blue Jays <laughs> and trade deadline. And speaking of their starting rotation, uh, um, we've been seeing a lot of news come out on Twitter that they're apparently interested in a Marcus Stroman return. And I mean, I understand he's having a good season, but I, I don't, I don't know how much I like the sound of that, to be honest with you. I wouldn't like the sound of that because, like you said, the rotation is not what really needs help. It's the bullpen. Yeah. 
So it's a, and then when he comes, who goes to the bullpen? Kikuchi. Yeah, I don't think I understand. I mean, I, or would it be Stroman? Now Stroman will go to the bullpen. He's been pitching lights out this year. After what they did to Mane, it wouldn't surprise me if they put Mane in the bullpen. Honestly, it really wouldn't. I feel like for his confidence, though, like I feel like they would, like I feel like they couldn't do that to him just because he, he shouldn't. They should exactly. But I, I don't know. I, I, I can't see that trade getting done. Or if it does, I, I would see maybe one of our starting pitchers going back. Like I'm, I'm not sure. Like maybe Kikuchi's a part of the return deal for it or something. Well, the Cubs I, are probably going to keep getting younger while they can. So I could see, uh, I could see uh, them getting some sort of prospect. Maybe uh, Nate Pearson, who is supposed to be the next best thing. He's been probably one of, if not our best reliever, at least over this last month or so. That's pathetic because that dude was supposed to be a starting guy. Yeah. No, I know, but you know, hey, sometimes it doesn't work out that way. But at least he was yeah. able to find some sort of a, a role. That's fair. That's fair. Absolutely. But I mean, I hope to fucking God that this is, is uh, just rumors being splurred out there. You don't want Marcus Stroman, huh? I liked Marcus Stroman in Toronto. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like, like as we just said, like the, the rotation's not what needs the help. It's not where the uh, where they should be focusing on, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I think the bullpen is the biggest worry for the Blue Jays. And I mean, uh, if if we are keeping this motherfucker in the AL East. Um, these standings lately are getting a little bit ridiculous. Baltimore Orioles, eight-game win streak brings them to within one game now of the Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, it, it, could we possibly see the Baltimore fucking Orioles win this division this year? I mean, yeah, they're only a game out. Yeah, of course. I mean, we who can. the hell would have saw that happening? I had, I think, the pre pre year. I think I had Baltimore in third or fourth, probably. Th- no, I think I had them second. I think I had them second. The Rays three, Blue Jays four, and the Red Sox five. Don't remember necessarily, so I'm just going to say second or third because I know I had them above Blue Jays because I fuck the Blue Jays. Um, I definitely had them probably fourth. I think is what where really, I went. Dude, what, what's going to become baseball's demise is all the years of losing has given them all these players. Gunnar Henderson, uh, Austin Hayes, Ryan Mountcastle, Adley Rutschman. Anthony Santander, that comes with all the years of just Being losing. Shit. And they still have Jackson Holiday, who's the number one prospect in baseball in the minor leagues. So like, that's what happens when you lose. That's why the Astros won in 2017. All the years of losing, they got Bregman, Correa, Springer. And they cheated. They had ultimate prior to that. And, of course, cheating. Let's Baltimore is not cheating. I mean, they did move the walls back to the Atlantic Ocean. They could win it. That would be very surprising, but I mean, they are um, obviously we saw last season, the second half of last season, they were just on a tear. Yeah. So I guess we shouldn't be too surprised, but it is a little bit surprising. But it also helps too when Tampa Bay goes on. I think it was like a seven game losing streak. I mean, that's yeah. not going to well, that's not going to help you keep your your uh, gap at the top of the division. That is for sure. Last year in August. Yeah, we got a lot of AL East news here. Um, I guess we'll go back to the year on New York Yankees. Uh, Yankees call up Pereza for uh, after placing Donaldson on a 15-day IL. I was going to say DL, but that's not that doesn't sound right. Yeah, close. I mean, I, Donaldson. Uh, I feel like you should be happy about this because that he is. Oh, I am. He has just I'm got absolute garbage now. He's nothing close to what he once was, and I knew this when they trade for him. Like, not even really defensively anymore, either. Like, he's even just kind of shit defensively, too. All right, defensively. He does pretty good, but... 
Um, Oswaldo Peraza, I feel like that was like a twist of the wrist. I think Brian Cashman's in desperation mode. Really do, because there's no reason that this team on paper shouldn't be well above the win-loss record column. It's just absolutely pitiful. Do do I do I go on Zach? Do I go on or do I just? It's up to you. If you want to go on a little bit of a rant, um, you go right ahead. You know, maybe do do, do a little two minute rant. Just get some shit off your chest. Okay. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is when the trade deadline comes, it doesn't make a difference unless the Yankees bring in the Shohei Otani and Juan. So I'm not saying that as a Yankee homer, as like you know we're going to get every single guy, but those are the only two guys who could save the season because who knows what's going on with Aaron Judge. Uh, this lineup consistently is atrocious. Outside of Glaber Torres right now, Stanton has hit the ball quite well. Uh, Rizzo, since he got hit in the neck, hasn't been the same. Bader hasn't been the same. This team is just terrible. And the only reason they call it Peraza is because the wrist is twisted because of Donaldson getting hurt. And then I see today that they're looking for a different catcher. Hello, the guy who fixed your number one prospect swing is in double A. He's 20-something years old. And then you also traded for a catcher for the Twins to get Donaldson in IKF. It's just absolutely terrible with this Yankees team. I said it last week that they will not be making the playoffs and I'm sticking with it. And as far as I'm concerned, this is Severino's last chance. Either two things are going to happen to you, Louie. You suck tonight. You're gone. DFA. Or you're going to the bullpen. It's one of the two because you can't keep giving up run after run after run after run after run. What do you guys got tonight? The uh, Rockies again? Angels. Okay, it's a very winnable game. Kind of. I mean, with the way he's been giving up runs, Shohei Otani could hit solo bomb and solo bomb, and the Yankees will lose 2 nothing. No Mike Trout, though. It, it, no Aaron Judge. There's no one in our lineup that can hit the ball. Yeah, it's been it's, tough. It's, it's been tough slugging for the Yankees lately, and I'm loving every goddamn second of it. Yeah, so... Donaldson, nice knowing you. Hope you don't ever come back to uh, the roster. Peraza, welcome aboard, and it's just it's just not going to go the way it should have went. It's over. Season is over. The Yankee season is completely over. And even if they do make playoffs, there's no chance they make it to the ALCS. And even if they do to the ALCS, it doesn't matter who they face, they're getting eliminated four or five minimum. And that is that that was a nice quick quick rant. You know, you got some shit off your chest there. Um well, you were teasing the shit out of me before we started the yeah, show. Yeah, I want to get you a little fired up because I mean, how am I not going to tease the shit when you guys are in last place? Uh, Milky Mike's want to let you know, buddy. We got two more things to talk about baseball, and then we will be diving into a real sport, women's professional curling. Um, speaking of actually real sports, um, just going off topic real quick. I don't know if you saw any clips of the WNBA All Star Game this weekend, but I saw that one of uh, the Britney, Gr- the Britney Griner, Sabrina Nescu, yeah, in- that very impressive. But I'm talking about the Britney Griner dunk. That everyone was going mad about. Um, did you see? I think she had her luggage with her before she did that dunk. That is how much this bitch traveled. She went back to Russia and then came back and then dunked the ball. That's how far she traveled. And this time she didn't bring weed with her. So she was able to come back without a, the U.S. having to give up a fucking merchant of death. Yeah. Thanks, Biden. Um. But you know what? I just want to get off top real quick, and we'll finish this baseball off. Unless you had something you wanted to say about it, Robbie. Uh, Brittany Griner. Um, no, I don't. Yeah, there we go. We're not getting political. <laughs> we're not, because <laughs> if I get political about that bitch, then we're in trouble. 
Okay, this one's a long one here. I'm just going to read the uh, whole thing you have here. Ashes Hello, Chris. Source- Hello, sir. How are you? Or ma'am. Or whatever you are. Well, I, I'm not here to yeah. Zoom. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you're right. I'm not here to Zoom. <laughs> Okay, what's next? Isaiah, no problem, brother. That one was for you. I just wanted to bring a little joy to your life today on this fine Monday evening. Well, uh, Isaiah, better be back very soon. NFL's coming up. Astros have shortstop Jeremy Pena. Astro, you, you, I think you wrote this a little bit fucked up. Astros shortstop Jeremy Pena left Saturday's game with a hamstring cramp. Framber Valdez also left the same game with a calf cramp. Astros have faced injury bug all season long. Do you think these playoff hopes are, in fact, in jeopardy? Yes, because uh, like it says there, uh, they still don't have Jordan Alvarez, who is their best hitter all around. I think they only have four bullpen arms. They are in real, real big trouble. Uh, Bregman hasn't performed. They like to go with Jose Abreu over Yuli Gurliel, and Abreu has just looked god-awful. They didn't time to any big contract, thankfully. Yeah, the Astros are in big, big, big trouble as it pertains to the playoffs. Yeah. And uh, you know what? I think all those years of cheating and baseball karma is finally catching up to them. So good riddance. I don't feel bad for you fucking pussies whatsoever over there in Houston. Sure, the city's nice, but fuck your baseball team. I second that notion. Uh, Last but not least, talk about in baseball. I don't have to look at the notes because I know what it is. Uh, is that a true statistic that they actually Atlanta Braves are a, they have a ninety nine point nine percent chance of making the playoffs? It's not at a hundred yet because I think we can make yes. that a hundred percent that yeah. they will be making yeah. the playoffs. The real question to ask here, Mister Robbie Clark, trade deadline coming up. Do the Atlanta Braves look to acquire something, or do they ride this already pretty fucking good looking train they got going on over there? I think the only thing they probably have to do is to boost up that bullpen. I mean, when they, uh, I think when they won the World Series that year, they had hell of bullpen arms between Will Smith, Iglesias, and I, no, they had Jansen last year, not the World Series run. Because um, their starting pitching is fine. The hitting is obviously perfect. And it's even crazier that when the Oakland A's had their fire sale, that they have two of the best players in the Oakland A's roster on that team, and Matt Olson and Sean Murphy. And the Yankees elected to go, well, um, um, while Robbie's having his breakdown, uh, Mike, I'll tell you, a bullpen arm are the fellas that come in after the starter. The guys that pitch like an inning, if that. And Robbie's having himself a little bit of a freak out over there. Top flight. Ball is like steel. I don't think there's any reason to be smashing yourself in the head with a set of golf balls. Here's Robbie again, rubbing balls all over his face. Live on the podcast. Not even not even on our paid-for OnlyFans that we run, folks. Doing it for free here on Twitch. <laughs> God, I hate the Yankees. Do you want to do you want to just get into talk some football, Robbie? Will that will that bring you? I don't know, because it gets even worse for me. It gets even worse for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's not this is not a good episode for Robbie here. Yeah, uh, Kevin, welcome to the show, Kev. Good point, actually, Kev. Robbie, where is the gun show? You got to whip those puppies up for Kev, or you've been being a depressed little bitch sorry, today. Sorry, Kev. When I'm depressed, ain't nobody getting no show. Kev, fortunately. Okay, you know what? Uh, the, uh, Jared, just, Jared just prompted me to go into uh, to football, okay? 
<laughs> Isaiah, you're going to like this, all right? Ed, you're going to love this. And so are you, Bob. Dak Prescott comes out and says he won't have 10 interceptions this season. And I'll tell you guys right now, as Dallas Cowboy fans, Dak Prescott will not have 10 interceptions this season. What? Because he's going to have at least 13 and a half. Oh, possibly okay. 14. <laughs> you got Isaiah. You know what? He might even have 16. <laughs> you got Isaiah all pumped up. Like Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> Isaiah. You jumped the gun on that one. No, you know what? I mean, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not, a, I have nothing against Dak, but he's not the same Dak Prescott that we saw in his first couple seasons coming in. And I, I think Bob, and Isaiah can can take a step back and and kind of realize that you know he's he's not a prime Dak Prescott anymore. Those injuries have obviously taken a toll out of him. Uh, agreed. There so, are um, sorry, there are. <laughs> Jerry, I'm taking that odds with you, baby. I'm taking those odds with you. Two, three, four, five. That's there okay. are five quarterbacks last year who played 16 games or more. And had less than ten interceptions. Now, Zach, we did this off of the air. Okay, and I was thinking, I did, I was thinking about some other quarterbacks, and I, I missed some names that that I'm a little bit disappointed in myself with. Okay, so I had, I had said Trevor Lawrence. Yep, that's Jared correct. Goff. Yep, was the other one, and then there was one more that we had discussed: Trevor Lawrence, Derek, Tom Brady were the three last yep. year, and then there was two more. Yep, Jalen Hurts has to be one of them. Jalen Hurts. Oh, yeah, there's three more. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is one of them. Jalen Hurts. So just for the numbers here, folks, Tom Brady only had nine interceptions last year as he played in all 17 games. Um, Trevor Lawrence had eight in 17 games played, and Jared Goff had seven in 17 games played. Now, you said Jalen Hurts, who played in 15 games, he missed one game, I remember, with an injury, and he probably sat out the other one for week 18, I'm assuming. Uh, He had six interceptions. Jalen Hurts in 15 games. Now this is where this gets a little tricky for me here. Okay, I'm going to say some names that I didn't say before. Okay. Daniel Jones. I don't know. I feel like he could have had less than 10. 16 games. He had five interceptions. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. So I'm missing one more guy. And you're widely familiar with them. Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett played 16 games, six interceptions. Fuck yeah, dude. Now I'm sure once Deshaun Watson came back, he didn't like play like crazy amount, but he was no. out there. And I see Bob said Watson will get more sexual allegations against him. I bet uh, you any money that Dak yeah. Prescott throws more interceptions than Deshaun Watson has sexual allegations against him this year. <laughs> by about by about seventeen more. <laughs> so so moral of the story here, folks, because those are all quarterbacks that play at least 15, 16, 17 games. Very, very, very hard to do. To throw Daniel Jones having five interceptions, that's fucking very impressive. I, that that is. Well, he wasn't throwing the ball a lot to start off the season because they're handing the ball off to Barkley consistently. I'll, I'll let you know how many pass attempts Daniel Jones had. Uh, Tom Brady had the most completions by far, seven hundred thirty-three. Next one in the line is Justin Herbert at six ninety-nine. That's how desperate Tampa Bay was last year. Let's see, Daniel Jones. I guess he was middle of the pack. 472. Four, he was 14th on the list of 472. That's, fucking, that's very respectable. Very good. <laughs> Bob says I'll take that bet. Dak Prescott. 
who played four less games than Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones had 79 more pass attempts. Dak Prescott threw 394 pass attempts. And Dak Prescott also had more interceptions thrown than games played. Hmm. Definitely has to be a turnaround season for Dak, uh, but it's not going to be, Bob and Isaiah. I'm sort of tell you. Guys, I'm a realist, all right? I call it how it is. Well, Isaiah likes to think that Dak Prescott is the GOAT, so. Well, that is unfortunately a very false statement. I just think that when you're coming off of your career worst season, that's the last thing you should have ever said because now you have such a target on you and the team that as a leader, it's the last thing you should say, you know, I'm looking to bounce back. I'm looking to drop the, you know, the number that I finished with last year significantly. You know, keep professional. Not, not. I'm. I guarantee I'm less than ten. Because if you're talking less than ten, you're talking MVP numbers. And I mean, if you if the, just saying that too, like you go out there say, say by week three he has four or five interceptions. Yeah. What do you think that does? To, what do you think that does to his mental game? Yeah. That he's fucked. Should I look at the uh, Cowboys? And Bob, I disagree with that statement right there. Um, I think that the Browns actually got better going into this next season. Our pass rushing improved. Our receiving core improved. In a full season with Deshaun Watson, our quarterback has improved. Our running back took a bit of a hit. Still have fucking Nick Chubb. So I'm not worried. It's going to be a good year for the Browns. The only thing I'm worried about is our division. Division is a little powerful. Week one, they have the Giants. Week two, they have Sauce Gardner and the New York Jets. That could be an interception. Week three, they have the Cardinals. Week four, they have the Patriots. Although the Patriots don't have a superstar, they're always known for getting at least an interception nearly every single game. Niners. Could be an interception. Chargers could be an interception. The Rams, you should be good now that Jalen Ramsey's out of there. The Eagles, interceptions. They, I just think, don't open your mouth. That's a, yeah. that's a moral story. Get don't out there and play. Mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I guess if we are talking about football, we should mention the um the, the biggest news that's come out this week. And I'm going to let you take the floor on this one, Robbie, because I'm sure you're a little bit upset that he didn't choose the Patriots. I mean, you know, you you you're on your. You just want to do this to piss me off even more. I'm just I'm giving here? you the floor on this one. What if I didn't want the floor in this one? Well, then I'm going to take it. Then how does that sound? Yeah, please take it. Okay. Uh, it your ass too while you're at it. DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I guess he does not want to win a Super Bowl. If we're just going to say that out loud, he he was clearly great player. I guess he just wanted his money. You know, and that's there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Uh, let me just get the numbers down correctly of what he signed. He sent a two years, $26 million contract with the Tennessee Titans. Honestly, kind of a weird move. It had come down between the Tennessee Titans and the New England Patriots. So no offense to you, Robbie. Um, but I guess the, winning a championship was just not in his, in his brain. Because I feel like if he really was serious about going somewhere that was a serious team to win, he would have taken a pay cut. Maybe signed for a year, could have went to a team like I, I don't know, maybe Kansas City. When maybe even fucking throw him into the Bills lineup or somewhere. You know, the, many teams would have taken a flyer on him for one year for a cheap, cheap price. A good team like that to run for a Super Bowl. Instead, he likes to go to the Tennessee Titans. Who is it? Tannehill is he their quarterback next year? Is he dealt, like what's going on with him? Is he? It's either Tannehill, Tannehill, Malik Willis, or Will Levis. So, I don't understand this this mindset or this decision whatsoever. Yeah, you get your twenty six million dollars. Congratulations. But it, it it just seems like a spot that I probably would have never chosen for him to land. 
he let me see if I can find the quote here. Yeah, but I, I agree with you. I think oh, that is the worst landing spot. Hopkins appeared on a recent episode of the I Am Athlete podcast and opened up what he's looking for upstairs. This was back in May. Quote, what I want is stable management upstairs. I think that's something that I haven't really had the past couple of years of my career coming from Houston to being in Arizona. So he's calling up the Houston Arizona front office. I've been through three to four GMs in my career. A QB who loves loves the game, a QB who brings everybody on board with him, pushes not himself, but people around him. I don't need a great quarterback. I've done it with some par quarterbacks. Whoa. Damn, throwing some motherfucking shade, Whoa. bitch. <laughs> talking about that little midget Kyler Murray right there? Is he throwing some shade on little Murray? Or the weakest Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Watson. He better not be talking about Deshaun Watson because Deshaun Watson and him, were they were instant connection. I don't need a great quarterback. I've done it with some par quarterbacks. Just a QB who loves the game like I do and a great defense. I think defense wins championships. Well, it's ironic because the Titans got rid of so many players defensively. Uh, it, it doesn't make any sense to me, man. You're, you're on an offense that's primarily this, the ball to the guy who's 6'5", 265 pounds. This had to have been the team that offered him the most amount of money. That's the only explanation that I can that I can decipher from this. It had to have been the team that gave him the biggest offer. Yeah. And, and honestly, if he came out, like, you heard Odell quiet. Odell got, I think, $18 million all guaranteed from the Ravens for one year. You never heard Odell come out and say all that nonsense. Granted, he has a Super Bowl ring. I didn't expect DeAndre, you know, DeAndre Hopkins was always like one of the quiet guys. But what ticks me off about that is how hypocritical he is, because I'm not saying that Ryan Tannehill doesn't love the game and he's not trying to win. But if you ask me, now that the Patriots are back with an actual offensive coordinator and you saw what Mac Jones did his rookie year with Josh McDaniels and you bring in Bill O'Brien, who, by the way, D-Hop has been with and Mac Jones played with in college. I thought that made the most sense because, again, he's going to want his money. I don't know what the Patriots are willing to offer him, and it really ticks me off, too, because the Patriots gave Johnny Smith four years, $50 million to suck. I, I just, I don't get it. I really don't. And everyone's always going to look back at that quote because it makes you a hypocrite. Yep. And now he's going to join the likes of Julio Jones, Randy Moss, a bunch of these once in a once upon a time elite receivers that just died out in Nashville, Tennessee. Now, speaking of uh, just going a little bit, I guess sort of keeping on the topic of throwing some shade at your quarterback. What did you think about uh, Justin Jefferson uh, when he was asked about his top five quarterbacks in the league? Uh, I mean, the guy's a realist. He said the top five quarterbacks in the league, but I feel like in that position, you got to throw your quarterback kind of in that. So. I mean, Kirk Cousins handled it, handled it strongly too. You know, he said, "Hey, man, I, the guy's giving his opinion. I, I got to respect his opinion." Yeah, uh, I don't like, think it's anything personal. I don't think it's a personal shot. I mean, who do you have up there? He probably had Patrick Mahomes. He yeah, probably he had, had the ones you'd have. He had Patrick Mahomes, yeah. Burrow, Allen, Rogers. And... I mean, Kirk Cousins. Like, I'm sure he's going to have him in his top ten. You know what I mean? I mean, there's probably some people that do have Kirk Cousins in the top ten. It's pretty close, believe it or not, but. I just feel like as their wide receiver playing in the game right now, you sh- you probably shouldn't answer questions like that. You know what I mean? Next question. Yeah, that would have been an easy one just to go. I'm passing that one off. Yeah, that's um, fair. What else do we got here, Mr. Robbie? You look I here. Mean, the, the deadline for the running backs was today at 4 o'clock, and the following running backs did not get a long-term contract. Tony Pollard of the Dallas Cowboys, Josh Jacobs of the Las Vegas Raiders, Saquon Barkley of the New York 
Giants. Now, I see Bob here with the latest uh, question in the chat. Uh, was Saquon possibly sitting out this year because he did not reach his contract agreement? Uh, do you see the Giants possibly going after someone like a Kareem Hunt to fill that void? Or maybe it's just like a kind of a cheaper rental in his place while they work yeah. out this contract. I, I honestly think that what's going to end up – well, there's a lot of things that, that can happen here because let's think of some of the running backs that are still out there for free agency. There's him. There's Kareem Hunt. Ezekiel Elliott is still out there, although all lines are pointing him probably going back to going Dallas. Back, yeah, I saw that they today never, as well. They never. Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. Big name. Very big name. Here's what I would like to remind the New York Giants. Giants got off such a hard, hot start last year, not because of Daniel Jones, because of Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I get, you know, the injury history. But did that dude not have like one of the biggest bounce back seasons since maybe like Adrian Peterson with all those leg injuries that he sustained? Never did you that ask, hell of a year. It's an absolute no brainer because Sign. I'll tell you what, you'll have a great runner and you finally have a great receiver unless he doesn't get hurt in Darren Waller. I would give the dude the money and the NFL cap's just going to continue to rise and rise. It's not like it's going to be such a substantial hit. This guy's great for New York City. He's great for the organization. He is someone they need to resign. They would be absolutely idiot, just absolute idiots to not fucking resign this guy to whatever he wants. And it's just gonna, it's gonna kill the teammate chemistry. And I don't know who the next one in line is, but I'm just gonna go off last year. Matt Brady ain't going to do the same thing that Saquon Barkley did for, let's just say, twelve games of the season. It ain't gonna happen. Not gonna happen. No, no. chance. And Zeke, Zeke's not the old Zeke, so he ain't going to fill in that void. And Dalvin Cook's a great running back, but he can't catch off the ball as good as Saquon or block off the line as good as Saquon. Saquon is a top five, top three running back. He's right there with Christian McCaffrey. He's right there with Derrick Henry. He's right there with Nick Chubb. See, I'm giving your boy respect, Zachary. Nick Chubb's up there. Damn right he is. Actually, I don't know if you saw the list. I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with this, but... Uh... Per the NHL executives and all the votes, they had Nick Chubb as the best running back. Yeah, I'm still giving that title to Christian McCaffrey. I think I'm gonna have to give it to McCaffrey. I I I think Chubb has earned a top three ranking after the last couple seasons, in my opinion. Top three, top top five is absolutely guaranteed. It's top cemented, three. cemented top five, arguable top three. Yeah, Austin Eckler's another one I forgot to mention there. He's a stud too. They have him at like ten. Austin Eckler's a stud. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, no. Well, let's see what happens because Saquon's already said he'll sit out regular season games if needed. And he's definitely up there too, Isaiah. He is definitely up there as well. Oh, of course Derrick Henry's up there. Of course he is. Um that's just the Giants fans probably aren't thrilled to say that. There was one name I left out, Isaiah, because the three most noble names out there were what I mentioned there, Saquon, Pollard, and Josh Jacobs, until a tweet came out. Jonathan Taylor spoke up about not getting a contract extension. Oh, wow. That is a massive name. Uh-huh. Yeah, honestly, dude, the running back market is so high right now. I mean, you have Josh Taylor. You have Josh Jacobs, who re- who emerged last year based because of Josh McDaniels. You have, hold on, let's just go. King Henry, CMC, Nick Chubb, Saquon, Tony Pollard. Did I say Jacobs yet? Nope, not in this one. Jacobs. Henry. You already said Henry. 
Did I say Henry? There's just a shit ton of good like running backs. I'm trying to think of them all at once. Ramondre Cook, Austin Eckler, Stevenson. Eckler. Um, um, James Conner was great last year. There was that D- Damian uh, Pierce from the Texans. He was a monster. The running back committee over there in um, Miami was crazy last year. Running backs have like gotten lots and lots of good running backs. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely gotten like more attention than years prior because I was like, ah, oh, there's a couple of them. There's a lot of them now. Yeah. I just can't name them off the top of my head right now. I put myself on the spot. Well, as you say, there's a lot of uh, really good running backs. Um, one that is, in my opinion, uh, not very good. We're going to say mediocre. Uh, Joe Mixon of the Cincinnati Bengals, he restructures his contract, take a little bit less money over the next couple of years <laughs> in order to stay with the team. Uh, I mean, I, I think Cincinnati's got oh, a really Najee Harris. Not, yeah, that's another name, Najee Harris. Uh, I think Cincinnati's really got to look at the possibility of uh, diving into this running back market. Because I, they got a team that easily could compete for for I was supposed to say Stanley Cups for Super Bowls, but their running back it, it, that position for them is just so weak. I, I, Mixon, don't get me wrong, not a bad running back by any means, but for him to be the starting running back going into next season, which I believe he is, I don't know what their running back depth is looking like. Yeah, I'd say or him or P Ryan. I mean, with all the names available this off season, I, I'd spend the money. Please hold, because I'm interested to see what his numbers look like. Who Mixon's? I don't. Yeah, I don't feel like Joe Mixon's a bum. That dude was supposed to be a lottery pick, but because he allegedly beat women in college, he dropped in the draft. Yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> that'll happen. They since he has a stud rookie, Chase Brown from Canada. All right. Last year he had over thousand total yardage. He had 814 on the ground, 441 receiving. He had nine total touchdowns. I guess mean, respectable. Oh yeah, I do. I, Kev, I've seen this guy before. This kid is actually this. This kid is going to be fucking something good. Chase Brown okay. in their prospect pool. Okay. Canadian boy, Robbie. Exactly. I know why you're sucking him off. I'm not sucking anyone off, right? I'm just saying that I've seen this guy run, and he runs well. He runs what? Well. Uh, what? Well, speaking. Say what? Say what? Say what? What? Now say L. L. Well. Well. <laughs> Speaking of running backs uh, that are committing felony charges, uh, Alvin Kamara will not face any felony charges after agreeing to a plea deal. Uh, <laughs> Okay, we got a job in memory here. I can't remember. What, what, who did he beat? <sighs> Seems like that's what they all... They're, they're beating somebody in their family, right? Probably a woman or a child. Alvin Kamara. Uh, what should I write after that? Criminal. Oh, my God. <laughs> Actually, no, technically he's not a criminal. Uh, superstar or Saint star Alvin Kamara in... Indicted on two criminal charges following alleged police hold. Please hold, please hold, please hold, please hold. I want to say what's something to do this kid. Following 2002 incident in Vegas, uh, it was at the Pro Bowl. He had been in a nightclub in the early hours Not of February 5th, and the incident happened. 
according to a police report of the uh, incident, authorities have surveillance field that confirms Green's version of events. Not only is, uh, doesn't fucking say like. Well, oh, from the sounds of it. Let him go. The running back allegedly put his hands on Green's chest, and after Green pushed it away, Kamara started to kick and punch the man. Oh well, that's what so happens. Should have a gentleman, not a woman or a child. Okay, well at least it was a woman or a child. Then, then you know what? Then uh, good on you, Alvin Kamara. You beat the shit out of that pussy, uh, and now you got to face thirty years of community service. And no, he must hours, thirty hours. Oh, thirty hours. My bad, dude. That'd be a lot of community service. <laughs> thirty hours of community service. <laughs> 30 years. Yeah. Imagine just picking up trash for the rest of his fucking life. <laughs> All right, great game. Perez. Uh, well, Officer Perez is here to get you. Dude, he must have really beat the shit out of this guy because he had to pay a $105,000 fine for medical bills. Mm-hmm. Hey, you don't fuck with Alvin Kamara. You don't. And uh, rounding off, or do you have anything you want to say about that, Robbie? I guess there's really not much, not much to discuss about that. Should have a man. Good for you, Mr. Kamara. Good for you. Uh, rounding off our football news here, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Inc. Evan Ingram to a three-year, $42.5 million extension with 24 guaranteed. This Jacksonville Jaguar team, in my opinion, is going to be a monster next year. Yeah, they're going to be a dark They're going to be a good like, fucking team next year. Demise is the offense is loaded, but the defense isn't anything crazy outside of Josh Allen. And I think they got that kid from Georgia, if I'm not mistaken. They had the first overall pick a couple years ago. Right? They picked that. Uh, the fuck's the guy's name? Trevor Lawrence. Was it Trevor Josh Lawrence? Allen. Josh Allen. I they had another guy in defense I was trying to think of. I'm going to search it up right now. Not if I beat you to a bitch. Jaguar. Well, that's Jesus Christ. History. Search. Jags depth chart. Fuck. Fuck, I just wanted, like, first-round selections, not... Trayvon Walker. You fucking whore. Damn it. I think that's who it was. Yes, you're right. It is Trayvon yeah. Walker. Josh Allen. Bitch. Yeah. Not if I get to it first. Get fucked, dude. You just got absolutely fucking facialed, dude. Kind of like you got Cleveland fucking Browns. owned. Just I don't like know what that means. It means that they're pussies and that they're always owned every single year because they're nothing but a bunch of failures. We'll see when they do better than the fucking shitty Patriots next year. Uh, six rings in the 21st century. I'm living life well. Yeah, he was a first overall pick. Trayvon Walker. Congratulations. What? And I said that and you said, yeah, that was Trevor Lawrence. Well, I thought you were talking about Trevor Lawrence initially. Yeah. Uh, Bob, I have to agree with you on that one too. Actually, Trevor Lawrence will be a top 10 fantasy football quarterback. Um, I guess it's still early on, but I was going to say we could do like some sort of fantasy uh, rankings within these next couple episodes coming up for all the positions because the preseason does start first week of August. So it is coming uh, up. Yeah. So I say next week we do uh, receivers and tight ends. And then the following we could do running backs. And the following we could just save it off for quarterbacks. Actually, hold on. So the first week of August. I think August 3rd is the Hall of Fame game, and then I want to say preseason starts August 7th. Yeah, that's dog shit, the Hall of Fame game. Yeah. I never watched that. It's just like an excuse to watch mediocre football. Oh, shit. Well, I'll tell you what, Zach. Next week, we're going to have to do receivers and tight ends. The following week, we're going to have to do quarterbacks, quarterbacks and running backs. Okay. 
Now, do we do top 15 or top 10? What do you guys top think in the, uh, yeah, top 10, top 15 would just get too, uh, complicated. That'd be too much. We'll do, so we'll do top 10 next week, uh, wide receivers and tight ends. And then the following week, we'll do top 10 quarterbacks and running backs. Yeah. In terms of fantasy, not like actual. Yeah. Like, and I'll be taking some notes down because, uh, I want to win a goddamn fantasy football title this year. Add it yeah, to my football and basketball championship belts. Shut up, bitch. And also, for those of you interested here that are listening live on the Sports Cave right now, uh, going into next season, uh, well, basketball, I think, has already been loaded up, unfortunately, but um, we will be doing the Sports Cave fantasy hockey season. So hmm. we have some spots available. If anyone uh, wants to join, more than welcome. So far, it's me and Robbie, and that's it. So there's eight spots available for people to join. Correct. Correct. And Bob is in. We now have seven spots available left in the league. The buy-in is going to be $10,000. Yeah, so if uh, you win Powerball, you could pay for all our slots. That'd be lovely. That'd be lovely. Now, the buy-in will probably be like something like 50 bucks. I'm guessing. We will do. And Ploof is in. We got six now. Six left. Uh, Bots no. are uh, flying out the shells here, folks. I like that because I didn't think Ploof. I was thinking Ploof, but I know he told me he's like, oh, it's too much stress to do a daily thing. Ploof, I, I got it. I got a few buddies too for sure that would um, that would be down to join in as well. So we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll definitely be going into this more in the future. But I uh, just wanted to give everyone a heads up that that is something that is in the plans. Um, Jack will be in charge of that league because he'll know the point system way better than I would. Yes, I will take that down. Um, and before we do it, I will get some votes down if we want to do categories or points. Uh, I've always done categories myself, but uh, I'd be down for anything. I've never done a points lead before, so the door is open. The door is open for uh, any any and all suggestions. See, Robbie's getting a, his Robbie's getting his cigar cutter ready. He actually circumcised himself with that, folks, earlier today on camera, live on the podcast. If you weren't here to see it, we'll upload it to YouTube later. We'll upload it to YouTube when I get my next laptop. Just going to uh, whip out the sucker again. Uh, that's it for oh, the football oh, chat, oh. folks. We're we're really plowing through this sucker here today, Mister Robert. We are plowing through. That's what he said. <sighs> okay, you know what? I'm going to get through this NHL news real quick, and then we'll do NBA right after. How does that sound? Because NHL is going to take probably five minutes today. Well, don't forget because uh, I know I didn't write in the list there. I saw it on Twitter today. The last major, the PGA Tour, is uh, this weekend. You know what? Let's let's talk about that right now. Let's talk about that right now. Yeah, let's let's do that. So we have the what is it, the British Open this weekend? I fucking love, love, love major golf tournaments, man. And I'm getting uh one of my friends, uh Josh Brown. Shout out Josh Brown. He's having his uh diaper party this weekend for his upcoming son coming, I believe, in this next month or so. So I will be at a diaper party again drinking my face off all Saturday. So Sunday I will be sitting on my ass. Watching the final round of the British Open all day long. And let me pull up the betting odds for the tournament. And we can make some decisions of who our top three is going to be. I'll tell you what. Since we're in that topic, I do have some money in my FanDuel Sportsbook account. Shall I do a two-team parlay for uh, baseball? Well, I think tonight there's only like like very minimal games tonight, I'm pretty sure. Let's see. In baseball, we have upcoming the 
Miami Marlins. We against the Cardinals. We have the Pirates against the Guardians. We have the Nationals against the Cubs. We have the Rays against the Rangers. We have the Tigers against the Royals. These are all today, by the way, not tomorrow. Oh, shit. Today. Okay, there's a few. Uh, oh my God! Yankees, Why Angels? Sox and the Athletics. Robbie, take a guess who the betting favorite is. Rory McIlroy. I, I I don't understand why he's always the favorite. Because because it is the British Open, I guess. But exactly, he grew up in the, those those golf courses. He's not going to be in my top three today. Really? Yeah, I, I got. To, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna do a couple wild wild card picks here for my top three. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what? Actually, I'm not even gonna do a top three because I'm gonna tell you right now, Robbie Clark, who is gonna be the winner of the okay. 2023 British Open. Okay. Can I take a guess before you say it? You take a guess right now. Something tells me that you're going to go with someone like not well known. Or is he's he well known? known. He's well known. You're going to go with Tommy Fleetwood. I'm going to go with a guy that's never won a major and he's been there and he's been close and he's choked. Victor Hovland. But he's not going to choke this time because Sir Ricky Fowler, the way he is striping the ball right now is going to be your 2023 British Open champion, and he will win his first wow. major. Wow. Plus 2,500. You heard it here in the Sports Cave. Zachary is going with Ricky Fowler, who is tied with Tyrell Hatton, Xander Shawfley, and Patrick Cantley at plus 2,500. And then if I was to round out two more, um, I would go with Colin Morikawa and Victor Hovland. Two guys again that uh, Morcow hasn't won a, ma- a major in a long time. Hovland, uh, he is not. He has won a major, has he? Hovland? No, he is. Yeah, Hovland, he hasn't won one. No. So I, 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 I really. I mean, obviously, I know Ricky Fowler is a bit of a long shot for a for a solo pick, but I, he's just been so close so many times, man. The way he's golfing right now, too, he's golfing unbelievably, mm-hmm. unbelievably. Mm-hmm. I just really hope the stars can align for him this weekend. So Ricky, you got my I got your back this weekend. You're my pick from the sports cave. Well, he will be so happy to never hear that. Bob, as our PGA professional analyst uh from the sports cave, uh, what do you think about Ricky Fowler's chances this weekend winning the British Open? Well, Who are well, your three picks, have... Robbie? While while waiting for that answer. Who uh, you have uh sorry, sorry, I, I am gonna go Rory McElroy because last year he came in second, I believe, to Cam Smith. And uh, he came damn near close. It came down to 18 for a playoff hole. He was just short. I'm going to go with Rory as my number one you know favorite. What? That's tool. also another guy that hasn't won a major in a long time. Probably should have picked Rory McIlroy in this one. Yeah. Um, Rory, I'm going Victor Hovland as well. I was thinking about Victor Hovland. Hopefully he doesn't choke the bag this time like he did to Brooks. Hopefully, you know, those bunkers are really, really deep out there. So good luck with that. And the third one, I'm undecided about the third one. But the third one, for some reason, this guy intrigues me because he's gotten off to strong starts throughout a lot of tournaments this year, let alone majors, because I know more so with tournaments. Maybe he follows through. He's a uh, He is a uh, former major champion. I'm going to go with Adam Scott. Wow, that is really... That's a wild card pick if I've ever heard a wild card pick right there. Adam Scott, Adam Scott. No, that's a respectable answer. Let's see how Adam Scott's done this year. I, I, I feel like he has not done 
I mean, that that's a name I probably would have never picked, to be honest with you. But you know what? Sometimes those are the guys that sneak right on in there and win that motherfucker. So let's see. It's loading up right now. Very slowly. Yeah, dude. What is your fucking internet like run by pilgrims? Yeah, essentially. I've been trying to freaking get that all situated. All right. So he missed the cut at the uh, Scottish Open. That can change. That's just a practice round. Tied for 19th with the Travelers. Oh, shit. He missed the cut at the US Open. Uh, he no tied for matches, by the way. You already made a choice. He tied for 29th at the PJ Championship. And let's see how he did at the Masters. At the Masters, he tied for 39th. So he's been top 40, essentially, except for the... Uh, few cuts. It's open. He's either cutting or he's or he's topping. Right, but oh, that call shit. was shit. Yeah, that's always a very exciting tournament. It rounds off the major tournaments of the year. Um, kind of like the big... Three top 10 finishes this year. Three. Okay, that's, I mean, that's, that's respectable. Yeah. I'd like to see the lineups of those tournaments where you got top 10 in, but other than that, I mean... Uh, gotcha. It was the Wells Fargo Championship. It was the AT&T uh, Byron Nelson and the Memorial Tournament. Like, who were the other names that were in those suckers is what I'm getting at. You know what I mean? Please hold. Xander Shoffley finished in second. W. Clark won it. Uh, Harry English, I think it is, finished third. Hatton, Tommy Fleetwood. Okay, so good lineups in that one. Oliver was my 14. Justin Thomas, uh, Matt Kuchar. That was that. Yeah, I imagine these are all ATT, Byron Nelson. I'm sure there was a good amount of uh, people there. It's a TPC club. Jason Day won it. Scotty Scheffler tied fifth. Adam Scott, Cam Young, Hideki Matsuzama was in it. And then the other one. The Wells Fargo. The Wells Fargo. Shawfley, Clark, Hatton, Tommy Fleetwood. I think you already did Hatton. that one. You got the memorial. Son of a You fucking bitch. Sorry, folks. Co host is a little bit of an idiot. Suck my ass. Victor Hoblin and uh, McCarthy went into a uh, playoff. I think McCarthy was the winner. No, Victor Hoblin won. Uh, Victor Hovland, Scotty Scheffler, Jordan Spieth, Adam Putnam, Ricky, uh, Ricky Fowler, Rory McIlroy, Adam Scott. Yeah. So okay. he's right. Good lineups. Good lineups. Yeah. So he's there. So, he, he, he can definitely compete. Yeah. He can definitely so compete. Rory, Victor Hovland, Adam Scott. And I had uh, Ricky Fowler, Victor Hovland, Colin Morikawa. Those are our two, three, or his three of my three picks for this weekend, folks. It's going to be a hell of a weekend for the British Open. Um, you I guess. Moving on from golf, before we get back into talking about hockey and basketball and stuff, I feel like we have to mention, I know it's tennis. And I feel like there's not too many tennis players that watch, but I think we might have seen the dethroning of the uh, of the greatest of all time in tennis. Uh, I didn't see him dethrone Roger Federer, but go on. I, I'm, I'm a Federer guy, all in, all out, but uh, Jokovic is the greatest tennis player that's ever lived. I, there's just no, there's no debating it. He, he... Well, th- I mean... You could really choose between Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic. If you have any one of those three as your greatest of all time, it, it, it's definitely well, arguable. For our generation, because I'm sure there's a ton of other tennis players back in the Dizay. That no, no, no. Those, those three are the, the, the top three, one, two, three guarantees. Whichever way you put them, I'm okay with it. But this 20-year-old kid, Carlos Alcaraz, I think his name is, uh, I believe he's a Spaniard. 
He's now two and one against Djokovic. He has now won two Grand Slams, and he is twenty years old. I mean, yep. the kid is fucking ridiculous. He's I am not gonna lie to you. I actually watched some of the, the Wimbledon, which I mean is very surprising because I'm not a tennis fan at all. Me neither. Dude, that shit's exciting. Like when you have when you have two guys like that going at it, it's fucking it is great, great, great TV to watch. But um for this kid to beat Djokovic at Wimbledon, I mean that that is that is no easy task. Wimbledon or um Djokovic is trying to become the third player ever in the history of tennis to win, I believe it was five or more Wimbledon trophies in a row. And uh, Carlos put a halt to that. Federer is one of those uh, two that has yeah, the Federer five. dominated Wimbledon. He loved playing Wimbledon. He dominated until Jokovic came in. I'm telling you, it, it, I, Bob, I, I, it is, are you talking, if you're talking about what I'm talking about with the tennis, I, I, I could not believe the shit that this Alcaraz kid was doing. Like just the the ball placement, everything was just absolutely ridiculous. But I know I'm not going to bore everyone here with more tennis talk. I just felt like we had to give this kid a little bit of props. Twenty years old, two Grand Slams, Wimbledon champion. I feel like Wimbledon's the biggest one, right? Like that's like the Masters of golf. Uh, it's right there with uh, the U.S. Open, the Australian, uh, not the Australian, because it's French. French Open, yeah, yeah, it's. There's, I, I want to say there's four. I know there's four. There's. I'm going to have to Google this. Grand Slams from Denny's. What are the four Grand Slams in order? Okay, here we go. Australian Open in mid-January. The French Open, also known as Roland Garros, from around late May to early June. Wimbledon, June and July. And the U.S. Open in August and September. Um, And, I mean, I, I know no one probably gives a shit about this. Uh, but for the first time in the women's Wimbledon, an unranked woman won the championship. I don't know her name. Honestly, I'm just going to say it out loud. I could care less, but congratulations <laughs> to you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but that, that, that men's final was absolutely ridiculous. That, that was just must watch TV. Uh, and we were going to be seeing a lot of this Alcaraz kid from time to, from, oh, sorry. We're going to be seeing a lot of this kid in the future. Uh, but let's move on back to some real sports, folks. All right. Uh, and you, I think we've had a pretty uh, policey episode this episode. So, uh, you know, like talking about felonies and stuff in the N- in the NFL. Let's bring over some felonies in NHL, baby. How does that sound? It sounds terrible, but go off, King. Alex Gochenyuk, Um at once was... I can't remember if it was third overall or fifth overall. I want to say he went third overall in the NHL draft. If not third, it was fifth overall. So very high pedigree. Uh, in nine seasons now in the NHL, he has now played for nine different NHL teams. He got his last chance with the Arizona Coyotes. They signed into a contract. And then 12 days later, they um, exterminate that contract uh, because legal news came out about Galchenyuk that they were unaware of. And let me just tell you, folks, what that legal news was. Uh, I guess they got pulled over some by a cop. I don't exactly know the full story, but uh, in the end, Alex Gochenyak threatened to murder the police officer that was in charge of this investigation. Um, not the smartest thing to do at a traffic stop, Robbie. If I'm going to be honest with you, I would, I would yeah. not say, I would refrain from saying that to a police officer at a traffic stop. Just my I would opinion. Refrain, you know, to any person. Like, so, if I'm speaking, like, 100% legit, because there's been times that's like, hey, Zach, I'm going to freaking murder you if you shut your mouth, but, like, I don't mean it. Well, I fucking would hope not, but, um, I mean, it, 
his career was already done. Don't get me wrong, but that is just the icing on the cake. You, you will never see Alex Gal Alex Galchenyuk in the NHL ever again. And honestly, they're not going to miss him. I mean, he was a very mediocre player at best. You're a fucking idiot. You, you, you have the whole world by the balls, and you do some stupid ass shit like that. I don't feel bad for you whatsoever. You're a dumbass, and that's what I got to say on the situation. That's what I got to say about it. All right. That's fair. I mean, uh, I saw that story pop up and that was like, to me, I didn't know that he signed a contract 12 days before. It almost sounded like, get me out of this uh, club organization because I want to go to Hartford, not Arizona. Yeah, it, but it's it's also like there's, there's no team that's going to that's gonna give him any sort of contract now. They shouldn't. I mean, I'm surprised Arizona did, but then again, I'm not because Arizona. But Arizona, they didn't know all the, like the, the, the second they found out about this, it was an immediate termination of the contract. So you got to give them credit there, I guess, for it. But I mean, how stupid can you be? Um, when you talk to a cop like that and you threaten to murder them, uh, you need to go into the uh, mental institution in yeah. the uh, hospital. Not a, not a smart move on his part here. Not a smart move. No, and I'm sure he's going to probably face jail sentence. Um, and if I'm mistaken, it was supposed to be like a regular traffic stop too, and he just yeah, like, probably just lost his mind. He's probably been drinking. If I if I were guessing, like I'm assuming he wasn't the driver, maybe he was a passenger, probably a little bit buckled up. And but I mean, I've been fucked up before, and I haven't told anybody cocaine. I want to murder them. So maybe on some cocaine too. Who knows? Could be on some of that blow cane, a little bit of the uh, booger sugar. <laughs> um, going in to uh, just a little bit more hockey news. I'm going to go into a few uh, contracts that were signed today. Colorado Avalanche avoid car arbitration with uh, Ross Colton, and they signed into a four year agreement. The number is not posted here. Four-year agreement worth $4 million a year. Um, moving on from that, that's a good contract for the Islanders, actually, right there. He's the guy that's going to help them. Islanders re-up on Wallstrom, Oliver Wallstrom, to a one-year deal. Uh, he agreed to his qualifying offer worth, with a weird number, $874,125. Uh, he had a pretty decent season last season, only played 35 games, but was about half a point per game. So that's a pretty respectable number. Number one overall pick, Connor Bedard, officially signs pen to paper. He inks his entry-level deal for $950,000. I mean, everyone saw that one coming. Uh, also, Robbie, and for everyone here listening, guys, lock bet of the year. Lock bet of the year. Connor Bedard's points came out, and his over-under for points is 62.5. Lock bet of the year. He That's is getting it? more than 62.5 points next Easily. year. Easily. I think and 35 goals, and that goes before it's, all the it's, assists. It's the it's team he play. plays on, though, Robbie. That, that's why that number's so low, because his team is fucking pathetic. But he will get more. He'll. I think he'll be an 80-point guy next year. That, that'll that be my That's my kind of guess for him. He'll be a point-per-game guy, maybe just under, maybe just over. But he'll get more than 6.25. So you guys get on your betting websites right now and lock in a comfortable wager on that for the end of the season. Let it sit there. Let it sit, you know, let it let it smoke in the flavors and build up the currency. And you're going to get yourself a dub at the end of the season. You got the Sports Cave exclusive on this one, folks. Live. Sports Cave exclusive. I know there's a couple more uh, contracts here. Let me just go down. These are kind of all small ones, small ones. Um, I guess the only other one we can talk about here is the uh, Tampa Lightning re-signing Tanner Genoa to a two-year deal. Average annual value of two point six six five million for the amount that they traded to get this Tanner. You know they had to sign him back. I mean, 
they traded a ridiculous amount for this fucking guy. I mean, yeah, <laughs> Tampa Bay gave up five draft picks, including a top 10 protected 2025 first round and defenseman Cal Foot, and only got Tanner's in return. It kind of bit them in the ass because they really didn't do much in the playoffs because they got bounced by the Leafs. Go Leafs. Uh, so they had to make this deal. They had to resign him back. There was no uh, ifs, ands, or buts about it. And uh, speaking about the free agency market, uh, Patrick Kane is still on that free agency market, Robbie, and I believe that we have a little bit more news into that today. Uh, it looks like Patrick Kane will not be signing with the team before the start of next season because of a four- to six-month recovery time after hip surgery that was gone, that was done June 1st. So that is, uh, you mean, that's a four- to six-month recovery time? Who the fuck knows I was going to be after that recovery time? I say it could be longer than that. You don't just bounce back. And another thing, too, about hip surgery, my, like, 80-year-old grandmother is getting hip surgery this year. Actually, she's getting it. Oh, my God, I think she got it today. I should have to, I'm gonna have to give her a call tomorrow. <laughs> Hope you're doing well, Grandma. Love you. <laughs> um, but I feel like that's the age we should be getting hip I'm surgery. Okay you know? to Grandma Roden. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to give her a call tomorrow, I'm sure. You know, she's a rodent. She's got the tough blood. She'll bounce back in a heartbeat. But uh, <laughs> hip surgery... <laughs> Hip surgery as an NHL player, man, that, that could be a career ender for you. You know, that could be a career ender. Man, thank God we started talking about this, dude, because I would have totally forgotten about that. I would have totally forgotten about that. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry to interrupt. I thought that was absolutely hilarious. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I, I mean, I guess it does. It does shine a lot of light into why a Patrick Kane contract has not been negotiated yet. Uh, I, I mean, if I'm a manager of a team, and I'm the one that's in charge of making those decisions. I'm definitely going to have some second guess assigning someone like that because you have no idea what you're going to get in return. And you're still going to have to pay him a decent amount of money. Like, don't get me wrong. He's still going to get $6 million a year. Like, that's not exactly, I mean, it's a bargain. Don't get me wrong, but it's not exactly like a bargain price to take a flyer on somebody. You know what I mean? Sure. Absolutely. I mean, in terms of hockey, yeah. So. We'll have to see what happens with Patrick Kane. Uh, I mean, obviously, we hope or we wish him a speedy recovery. You think Buffalo, uh, that that was your leader to go the whole way, but now I think it's just, it's going to be completely wide open with the fact that maybe he comes in like before or after the trade deadline, potentially? Well, if you got to stay June 1st and the recovery is four to six months, worst case, that's six months. So worst case, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. Worst case, he's back by early next year. So just before, I mean, he gets back in January. You still got more than half a season to go. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he's still going to get a good chunk of the season, but it's it's what kind of Patrick Kane are you going to get after right. sitting out for four to six months, getting hip surgery, not doing a training camp. I'm assuming you're not going to be able to train very much after hip surgery, at least for the first few months anyways, to keep yourself in some sort of good shape. So, the way I see it is I'm not going to expect too much from Patrick Kane next season. Even when he comes back, I don't think it's going to be a, um, a lights-out campaign for, for Mr. Patty Kane. Maybe you should consider center for the season, come back the following. I mean, it it, it all depends on... That would be a I, smart I, idea. And he does sit out the whole year. You can't tell me there's a single team that wouldn't give him like at least a minimum contract at least to... Oh, for uh, sure. No, he... Dude, even with even with this fucking this surgery, what I think he's going to end up doing is he's probably going to say, I'll sign with you guys, but 
like whatever team, if it's Buffalo or whatever team it is. But I think he's at the age now where he's like, I'm not signing a one-year deal. Like, I'm going to sign for four years minimum. Yeah. He's won his cups. He's won what he needs to win. He wants longevity now. He wants he wants to finish off his career somewhere. That's why I think he's going to go to Buffalo. I think he's going to go home, play in front of his hometown friends, his hometown family. But I think he's going to want to sign for something like a four or five year deal. So maybe sitting out this year, training at all. But the only problem with that though is you miss an entire season, and the guy's mid thirties now, uh, early to mid thirties. I mean, you're the window is closing for him. You know what I mean? Like for for. Well, prime play, I think, is out of the window now. Prime play, correct. Yeah. yeah. I think that's completely gone, but I don't know. It'll have to be very, it's very interesting to see what's going to happen with Mr. Patrick Kane. Uh, and I believe, Robbie, I know that was a short little segment. I think that's it for hockey, bud. Short week. Just trying to open up uh, your notes here. Robbie did all the notes today, folks. As you said earlier on the episode, I was not feeling too strong yesterday. Um, let's talk a little bit of basketball here and then we'll round off the episode with a little UFC talk. All right. Okay. Basketball. LeBron finally makes the announcement at the ESPYs this year that the King is coming back for one more season at the bare minimum. Now with this Laker team, Robbie, oh, and he's switching to number 23. So they, 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 they league wide canceled number six, right? But if you're wearing it now, you can continue to wear it for as long as you want. That's, that's my understanding. Yeah, the dude was, his reasoning was like, basically like Bill Russell would want me to continue on to wear number six. And then he comes out and says, oh, Bill Russell needs to be respected. I can't wear number The dude is such an egomaniac, bro. I can't, this is why I hate LeBron James. And it's not the game. It's just the, the dude is like so ego, egotistical. And I get it too. Michael Jordan was an egomaniac. And hell, even Kobe was, but like. What you got to do to win, I guess. Dude, different i can't stand lebron i really can't great basketball player but i love lebron um you all know that i'm a lebron guy through and through Uh, i actually like this number switch to 23 you know i feel like it's going to be a little bit of a different thing for him kind of put a reset button down yeah last time i wore number 23 we won a championship so that's why i went back to number 23 hey man that's what what what's the word i'm trying to think of like when guys do like the same shit before every single game. They throw on like a hot streak. They wear the same suit every game. Superstitious. Maybe he's a superstitious guy. You know, maybe that's that's his. Uh, yeah, Blue brings up a good point. Well, couldn't give up the number even after everyone did. Everyone gave up number six, but he was so, he's so above and beyond the rest of you that you you well, you should not be allowed to wear the almighty number six. I am the only one worthy. He's a douche. LeBron. Come on the show, baby. Uh, we'd love to have you on here. Um, Good luck next year, LeBron. Good luck for you next year. I hope your Lakers can do something. Great question, Dad. If he doesn't win, does he change to 99? What happens if he doesn't win number 99? Is he going to be the first one to wear a three-digit number? Is it going to be like 623 or You really are. You and Bob, you are Bob's kid. You guys are the same person. I can just tell by Bob's comments. You guys are both idiots is what I'm trying to get or, at. Or instead, is he going to be negative six or negative okay, 20? That's it. We're moving on now to the next basketball news. Also, <laughs> also, of course, of course, his announcement had to come at the ESPYs, the, the, the highest award of, of the sports year at the ESPYs. I must, I must make sure I get the ESPYs. 
So do you think that that's LeBron's idea or do you not think he has a team behind him, like a social media manager and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and an agent and a this and a that that says, Hey, LeBron, this is when, yeah, I saw it. I saw what you're laughing at. He said, <laughs> he said this is when you should make this announcement. All eyes are going to be on you. I don't blame that, uh, that announcement at all. I think it was a perfect time to do it. Uh, good for him. Cuban in the basketball news, uh, Bull Bull joins this bolstered Suns lineup. Uh, does that really even do anything for the Suns team? I mean, does it? I mean, he's showed some like he's showed some good flashes last year with the Orlando Magic. I mean, seven foot three, decent handle, could shoot the ball. I mean, why not give it a shot if you're the Phoenix Suns? You know what I mean? Because I'm sure well, it'll get more effort than Javale or not say, DeAndre Ayton. We did see some of the. Um, the absolute disgusting efforts from DeAndre Ayton last year throughout the season of the playoffs, just very lackadaisical on defense, uh, rebounding sometimes was just absolutely horrendous. So I guess bringing in a big guy like that does, um, does bolster that up a little bit for them. Um, yeah. Do you think Ayton still, like, is he, are they going into next season with him now with, with this trade or is no. this? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think something would happen like way before then. They've already said that Bradley Beal is going to be the starting point guard, which I think he is capable of. He does have a couple of triple doubles in his career. So in order for that, you got to have a ton of assists if you're you know a player like his. But my thing is, is Bradley Beal going to be okay with being the third option? I just, I really don't think Phoenix is going to make a championship run next year. I think the days of like the big three, like cement championships, might like be coming to a end well dude that's because there's so many teams that have big threes now yeah i mean it's it's just like there's so many good basketball players now it's not like it's not like a like back in the day there was a handful of five five or six maybe even ten that were light years better than everyone else and now that's just not the case anymore yep agreed speaking of trades it was start bench cut and it was Embiid. Jokic and Anthony Davis. And for me, it's easy to go start and beat. I still like Joel Embiid. I know Jokic is great, but I still think Joel Embiid's the best center in the NBA when he's not flopping like a giant pussy. I'd be starting uh, Jokic. Jokic and Anthony Davis is getting cut. I think I think in any in any one of those uh scenarios, Anthony Davis has to get cut. And that just shows you how good Jokic and Embiid are because Anthony Davis is an Anthony absolute exceptional talent. Hot. No matter how many times he gets hurt, he's still the same Anthony Davis. So I'm going with Jokic for a start on that one. Probably benching Embiid, cutting Davis. But yeah, between Jokic and Embiid, you could really have it either way. And I, I wouldn't yeah. be mad at it. Um, speaking of trades, we've seen a lot of news come out now about this Damian Lillard trade. And uh, it's looking like it's it's not happening really anytime soon. I saw I saw a projected package on uh, Twitter about what it would take from Miami to uh, to get Damian Lillard. And I don't know if I would do that if I was Miami. I wouldn't do that if I was Miami. Dude, no it way. was like, it was Hero, I believe. Duncan there was Robinson. Duncan Robinson. There was one more player, four first-rounders, and yeah. three first-round swaps. Yeah. No, I wouldn't do that. No chance. Sorry. But that's that's a lot of money for, for the age of Damian Lillard he's at now. Like I said, Rudy Gobert trade has significantly changed the market. I mean, what it took to get Kevin Durant, the the Suns had to give up Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, and like three or four first-round picks. And I just want to use the Nets as an example from last year's trade deadline because they finessed a lot of teams. I mean, that's a fair package for Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's a top five, top three player. 
Jay Crowder. They trade away Jay Crowder because he was a part of that package deal as well. So essentially they got three first round picks and then they got five, five second round picks for Jay Crowder. Yeah, that's a bit ridiculous. It's insane. That's so job. and all started Rudy Gobert with the Timberwolves. They they completely changed the market. It's insane. Yeah, you really didn't see massive trades that now you got like the Donovan Mitchell one was massive, the Durant one was massive, this Lillard one's gonna be ma- gonna be massive. I just um, don't know if I'd be willing to they they need a three to four team trade because Miami's not gonna give up all those assets. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Pat Riley's way smarter than that. Pat Riley, I mean, not for nothing. Dame is great. They made the NBA finals with the team that they got. Now it sucks. They lost Gabe Vincent. They lost Max Struess. Those are definitely hits, but they'll find someone from they the are hits, but there's, only, there's, and come into a stud. there's Gabe Vincent's and there's Max Struess all throughout this league. It's not like, you know, it's not like a devastating loss for the team though. You know what I mean? Like it's, those guys are very, very easily replaceable. Right. I agree. Now get trading away guys like hero and, and Robinson and who's the other guy, Caleb Martin. I mean, I guess also guys that are replaceable. Well, Hero maybe is a little bit harder to replace if we're if we're looking at like offense and all that shit. But it's it's all the first round picks that would be the the big trouble for me. I mean, if you're going to trade three guys like that that are roster players on your team, I, I don't think you can give up four first round picks as well as those three guys. I, I just there's just no chance. I know for a fact that Brooklyn's getting involved because there's a lot of drama going on between Ben Simmons, Tyler Hero, and Spencer Dinwiddie. So I know Brooklyn's getting involved somewhere because Hero and Ben Simmons have been training with each other. They follow each other on Instagram. And Spencer Dinwiddie unfollowed Ben Simmons after saying when Ben's at his very best, he's an all-star player and he can be much better than that. And then he, the thing with Tyler Hero and Ben Simmons happens, he unfollowed Ben Simmons. Something is brewing with Brooklyn getting involved and it's just a matter of is there a fourth team because I know Sean Marks is going to hold his guns on not trying to trade, especially the Phoenix picks. Those are untouchable. Because once Katie's at the end of his career and Bradley Beal's at the end of his career, those 2027 and 2029 picks look very, very sexy. I don't know. Quite sexy. I, I think Portland eventually is just going to have to fold in. And not yeah. for nothing, Portland, I want to do this before the season than during it because we saw how it all happened with James Harden in Houston. I think it's the last, and not for nothing, it tainished. It absolutely destroyed James Harden's reputation in Houston with his fat suit. I'm not saying that Lillard's going to show up with the fat suit, but it will, like, he's come out and said he wants out. Exactly. How are so, the, so you, you know, his, like, I mean, you can look at it both ways, right? Like, you know, like, his motivation is probably not going to be there, but you can also look at it as, okay, now I'm going to go here. I'm going to play my fucking ass off, and I'm going to show that these other 31 teams in the league that, Hey, I'm worth this trade package that that's being reported. I'm worth four first round picks. I'm worth those three players and three roster players in your team. But it's also could easily go the other way where he's like, you know what? Fuck you guys. You guys aren't going to want to trade me. You're not going to want to for the amount that I've done for this organization. You're not going to fulfill my wishes for this one. Fuck you guys. I'm going to be honest. If somehow Miami, because you're going to have to depart with Tyler Hero, it has to happen. You're not going to give away ban. If Miami is somehow able to keep Kyle Lowry throughout all this because of his presence off the bench with Dame starting and Lowry coming off the bench, I think it is a significant win for Miami. Really? I don't think Lowry's going to be what he once was in Toronto, but, but we saw how much of a difference that dude made coming off the bench. Yeah. 
Hey, man, he might not be the scorer. Why really did Phoenix get destroyed by Denver? What'd you say? No, shit. no, what did you? I said, I'm like, uh, I said, he's not going to be, uh, like, he's obviously wasn't Americans. He was always a great scorer, but he's not going to put up the points he once did. But did the hit not defense, put up 16 points? But defensively, though, he still is a very, very good fucking player out there to guard the guard. Yeah. I mean, for getting charges, still top up a top up there. He's got that big, juicy ass. He just puts that thing right up on India. There's not much you can do about it. You think his ass is bigger than Riley Reed in her prime? Well, it's probably bigger, but definitely not nicer. Okay. I would sure. I would lick the inside walls of Riley Reed's ass. Okay. So <laughs> not even like not even a fucking I wouldn't even have to think about it. Wouldn't even have to bat an eye. <laughs> <laughs> Take the corn out of there? Oh my god, are you kidding me? Yeah, she's amazing. She is something else. <laughs> she's married. That's okay. She's a fucking porn star. She's a whore. Yeah, that's helping the cause there, Zach. Great, great, great use of words. <laughs> he probably would enjoy that, Dad. I ain't gonna lie. She would shit on your face. Well, now I'm not saying like I'm not a I'm not a scat guy, as the kids would say, but uh if a little bit of poop came out bobble I was doing it, I wouldn't get mad at her. You know, I would I'd have to have a little talk with her. I'd have to sit her down and say, Hey, sweetie. I'm not Charmin. I'm not Charmin. All right. This ain't two ply, baby. Okay. Before this really escalates out of control, (laughs) I think it already has. But before it gets even worse, (laughs) are we, uh, you want to just get back into, uh, I guess, do you have any more to say about Dame Lillard? Uh, Great player. We'll see what happens. All right, yeah, before I say something I'm going to regret here, folks, let's fucking plow through this UFC. I'm surprised you haven't said something that you don't regret yet. And we'll get out of your hair here. Excuse me. Your excuse. Um, We actually have uh, not just UFC news, but other fight news that we have to announce as well. We're going to go UFC first. Light heavyweight champion Jamahal Hill. I turned my echo on by accident. Light light heavyweight champion Jamahal Hill will not get a chance to defend his first ever UFC title. Will unfortunately have to uh, give the title back. I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. Relinquish. Relinquish. I was going to say replenish, but that's not right. Uh, he tore his Achilles in training for his up and coming fight at UFC 291. Was it 291 he was fighting at? No, it wasn't 291. No, I don't think it's 291 because the next light heavyweight bout is Blachowicz versus Alex Perea. Okay, so that leads me to my next question to you because that is at UFC 291. If you're Dana White, do you now make that the interim light heavyweight championship fight? Because I think I you would, do. Because the guy that lost the belt to Hill is due for his rematch. And well, that this was, guy's good. Yeah. Who but, was that? Was that uh, Yuri? I, I don't know. I can't say his last name. I really can't. I think it's I Yuri Palchakalakzulabajla. Something like that. Yep. But something that, like that. That's the guy Dana White said he had the worst shoulder injury he's ever seen in UFC history. So I don't know when that timetable is for that guy's return. Right, so I would make this one the light heavyweight bout because I think uh, Alex Perea is really like turned over into like a big uh, a big star since he took out Adesanya yeah, and watch the former UFC lightweight light heavyweight champion. I think it just anyway, it's a great promoter. He'll figure it out. I think that's the way to do it. And well, dude, it just it just makes and then, 
And then he faces off against the guy with the shoulder yeah. injury. Blah, 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 and they combine it into one. Then I'm cool with that, too. And it just makes that card just that much more exciting. That's already oh, yeah. an absolute stack card. That's, that's not this Saturday. I believe it's next Saturday. And, guys, celebration time. We will never have to see a Holly Holm fight night main event again. Thank God she has retired. Long overdue. See you later, Holly. See you later. Took the world by storm, though. Yeah, she knocked the fuck out of Ronda Rousey. That was pretty awesome. That was crazy. Um, and also, uh, more fight news. It has officially been announced. The fight that I did not want to see because I am such a big Stipe fan, and I do not want to see him take any more damage in his career. I think he could have yeah, rode the... Yeah, knockout. Oh, Ooh. my God, man. Uh, but I think I think he could have rode uh rode off into the sunset as one of, if not the greatest heavyweight champion in UFC history. But instead he's coming back to fight John Jones, the greatest fighter of all time. I I can't see this going well for Stipe. I it's mean, been it's... over nine hundred days since his last fight when he got knocked the fuck out by Nagano. And for John Jones, this just adds on to legacy because while he was smacking around Daniel Cormier, he could smack around Stipe. Now, let's just say anything can happen. Zach Levertixer, one at age like 42, anything can happen. And I mean, okay? if we are. Asanya was beatable. Anything can happen. I love John Jones. If Stipe. It's a fight just, at the end of the day. And we know Stipe can bring to the table. Yes, he's old now, but dude, this guy's a wins. fucking heart. He's got heart, that kid. If he wins, then. I think it solidifies him better than Daniel Cormier. I don't care if he already won two out of three or whatever it is, because I know people love to still make the compelling argument, but DC can do what Stipe did if he beat John Jones. I already think Stipe is uh is higher on the rankings of all time than Daniel Cormier, in my opinion. At least for heavyweight. Anyways, I guess Cormier, if you look at him, what he did for light heavyweight and heavyweight, he was with the both. I mean, if you look at it that way, maybe you can give the edge to Cormier. I mean, I think if Stipe beats John Jones in this fight, I think there is no if, ands, or buts. He is the greatest heavyweight champion in UFC history. Even if he loses, the argument's still there. But if he's able to pull this fucking victory off, I mean, that that would be what a way to end your career. Yeah. And I heard you mention Francis Naganyu's name there earlier. So I tell you, and I'm I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take back my pride on this one because I was one of these people that looked at Francis Ngannou and said, "You are a fucking idiot for walking away from all that money, Mister Francis Ngannou." Was I ever wrong? <laughs> Were we all ever wrong? You are not an idiot, sir. You are a genius, and you bent Dana White over and you shoved that big black cock of yours right into his ass, and you fucked him. Dana White's probably sitting there. <laughs> Dana White's probably sitting. Dana White's probably sitting there. Just going, Fuck, did I ever drop that bag on that one, dude? So it first came out reported. For, for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, so when he dropped is when he stuck it in? Yeah. <laughs> for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, Francis you has signed a fight contract to box. I want to hear my prayer heavyweight boxing champion of the world, Tyson Fury. Now, this is probably not going to go well for, for Francis Ngannou, but before Francis Ngannou even steps foot into that ring, or sorry, once he steps foot into that ring, he's taking home an eight-figure deal. 
I saw people posting on Twitter that it was eight million. It's not eight million. It's eight figures. And for those kids that are doing math at home right now, that's ten million plus dollars for one fight for Francis Ngannou. Or Asians, as Zach once said, because you're not a calculated nation. Oh, the Asians didn't have to do the math now when they had that shit done in about half of a second. <laughs> Snap their fingers and they got that answer. Hey, you're on my you're on my page now, but we we did a solid thirty seconds of Asian impersonations today on the podcast. So, How, how's it go? Ready? Snap a finger. And they got the answer. Yeah, yeah, but give me a demonstration. How would they say it? Well, I don't know what the answer is. Eight figures. Uh, eight figure. That's a ten million dollar. They say something along those lines. Ten million we're so, plus. We're so canceled. That's all right. We're having fun here, folks. Guys, we're having fun here. I went powerful. We're good. Um, but yeah, that's going to be a hell of a battle. Um, I want my. I mean, it's going to be entertaining. I should say, anyways. But uh, Francis Ngannou's obviously got his hands full. I, I, I was having this talk with some guys in my work about it. And they're like, man, he's got a lot of power, though. Man, if he could land a shot, I'm like, do you guys not remember Tyson Fury getting absolutely flatlined by Deontay Wilder, one of the hardest punchers in the history of fucking boxing? Who essentially got knocked out cold for like three seconds and then snapped back out of it and got right back up. Oh, yeah. So I know how much power Francis Ngannou has. If he took a shot like that from Wilder and was able to get back up, I think Naganyu is in a lot of trouble in this one. Yeah, Tyson Fury is one of the quickest like jabs and head movement for as big yeah, as he is. I, I that's the, the one problem I have. I don't think Naganyu is going to even be able to touch him. I, I think one it's of the most be... disturbing things I ever seen though is when like he was dominating Deontay Wilder and he gets behind his head he's and starts licking his ear. I love that shit. That's fucking hilarious oh, to me. It's, it's all the mind games. And he was actually licking his ear though. Like that was a little gay. If we're gonna be honest yeah. with each other. Yeah, it was licking the sweat off another man's ear. Not something. <laughs> not something I'd be doing in my uh, in my fights. That's for sure. Oh. You know how many fights I get into. I'm just a big fighter I over think- here. I thought you were going to just like take it in a different direction there, but go on, King. Go on. No, 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 no different direction. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, if I'm the UFC here, I, I don't know. Maybe do you, uh, maybe you look at that same night trying to do the Elon Musk versus uh, Mark Zuckerberg Mark fight. Yeah. Nah, I mean, Dana White, at the end of the day, it's no suit off his back. Whether he has Nagano or not, he's a great promoter and they'll be just fine without him. Yeah, but I think, I think he's probably looking at this like, it could have been another Conor McGregor situation where like Dana White was a part of that agreement. Right. He was part of it. Correct. That's what I mean. So it, I think he's looking back now like, fuck, if I would have signed Francis, we could have made this fight. I could have been a part of it. I could have gotten my chunk out of it. Like you said, there's no sweat off his back. The UFC is not going to, is ain't going to damp, put a damper in the UFC. I think it was just a missed opportunity for Dana White right. to make more money than he already fucking has, which he doesn't yeah, need any more money. So. Excuse me. He'll be all right. I think that's it, though, Robbie. I think... Uh, Fantastic. Zach, I hate to say it, but we're almost done with summer, dude. We're midway yeah. through July. July 17th, man. Folks, wake up and smell the roses. Summer's almost done. We appreciate your time with us, but make sure you also appreciate your time before summer ends. Yeah, get out there, get some swimming done, maybe do a little fishing, drink some beer, have unprotected sex. Mm-hmm. To do whatever you want to do this summer, folks. Just don't threaten to kill a police officer like a hockey player. Yeah, don't do it. Don't pull the what we're gonna now call in the sports cave the Galchenyuk. 
Mr. Bobby Clark, you are very correct about that. Football is directly around the corner. we got a few weeks left to go. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, next week we will do our top 10 wide receiver and tight end rankings for fantasy football. The week following, we will do the top 10 quarterbacks and running backs. So stay tuned for those episodes if you are a fantasy football fan like me and Robbie are, because they will be very informative for you. Number one tight end is easy for both of us. I think everyone knows that Travis Kelsey is number one. Yeah, no, I was going to go Darren Waller. Yeah, number one projected to get hurt. Well, that's not very nice to say with the highest paid tight end. Truth. I know. All right, Zachary. What a fantastic show it was. We had a lot of baseball to go through, and I'm sure we'll still have some more to come as the trade deadline is August 2nd. Sorry, Milky. Um, we'll see what else is going on with the NBA. We'll see if there's any potential trades that go on. Uh, the NFL is approaching, like Zach said. We'll have uh, we'll have our top 10 for tight ends and running backs or receivers, whatever the fuck it was. I think it was running backs. Whatever it is, we will all be back next week and with a brand new laptop. I'm looking forward to next week and trying on my new little toy. So with that, there's always one way to end it, and that's with Zachary taking us away. Do a puta. Mm, yes, 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 indeed, folks. We want to extend another just a massive thank you to all the fans that are coming in here live, watching us on Twitch here Monday night. For all you listening on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you listen to your podcast, we appreciate the listens, the views, the follows, and we appreciate you guys spending your time with us. And with that, folks, there's only one thing left to say to end this motherfucker off, and that is stay sexy, Sports Cave. Have a good night. <laughs>